Look at this guy. All right. This is good. We're going to start with you laughing like this. Uh, you know. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hops and Handshakes. This is number 10, and we are back at Brewery Vivance off of Cherry Street here in Grand Rapids, and I am with Paige Cornetit. Paige, thanks for taking a uh, few minutes out of your day to uh, meet us and uh, tell us what's been going on. Thanks, Isaac. Super exciting. So I just started my business. It, I started it in June, okay. and it's called Millennial Guru is the name of it. Perfect. MillennialGuru.com. MillennialGuru.com. Thank you for the plug. Love you it. it. Shout no out. No problem. And it basically, the concept came about was that I'm a millennial, number one. I love helping millennials and kind of helping people discover who they are. And I found that in the workplace, there's a big gap between generations oh, and yes. you know oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and there's lots of hair pulling and there's lots of different generations that don't necessarily understand millennials and I felt that I could help become a mouthpiece or a person that would be able to bridge the gap so not only me personally but also through my education my family okay. and um, experience in the workplace I could kind of launch this this fun thing called Millennial Guru to help companies hire and inspire millennials. That's awesome. That's cool. And I, I really, I really do appreciate what you're trying to do because it's they do seem like you know if you if you if you wanted to divide between the baby boomer generation versus the millennial generation, right? It's they, they talk about like it's these polar opposite worlds, I right? Know. And there's many actually similarities, but just different ways of getting there, mm -hmm. you know. And of really what it comes down to is just purely communication, right? Right. I mean, just being and able to expectations. communicate. expectations. <laughs> Absolutely, expectations. Expectations and just, um, you know, I, we do the same thing with our business. It's like, look, you gr you know, I'll talk to baby boomers. I know you do the same thing. Too. I'll talk yeah. to baby boomers. And again, I'm always cautious when I generalize 75 million people, baby boomers, or 83 million people, millennials. But at the same time, from a from a age sense, like, look, you 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 grew up teaching them to do anything that they want to and challenge status quo. And then when it actually happens in your business, you get pissed off. Like, what, what the hell did you expect? You know? <laughs> you taught them to be this yeah, it's way. Exactly, they're doing exactly they're what doing you told them to do. what they learned. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. And I think, um, I don't like to necessarily use the terms in generationally. Baby boomers, millennials. I think I like to think of it like this. There's one generation and it's the horizontal generation and then there's the vertical generation so horizontal okay. like this vertical so sure. the older generation it was very vertical it was work your way up get a good job corporate go up the line you know your boss comes over for dinner and you bring out the nice mm -hmm. china and you're really nervous and you want to make sure that you really impress them and that your wife says the right things and okay. so it's kind of working working up right with the millennial generation the horizontal and it's not just millennials it was a horizontal it's like Every status quo, everything is like gone. That impressing your boss, it's not like that anymore because yes. we were taught to challenge the status yes. and have yes. an opinion and have a voice and ask a lot of questions, and especially with technology too. I think Absolutely. that's kind of broken a lot of barriers as well. So, so you're, I love the way you, the vertical horizontal makes a ton of sense. strategic like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and where's the point? Where's the, um, the access point? <laughs> Paige knows me better than most, so there's going to be a couple jabs at my personality and natural talent. No, no, uh, good not jabs, jabs, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the vertical part versus the horizontal, and I really like what you said um, about it's not just generationally, like it's not just generations. Of course, yes. we start generalizing a sense, but there's people out there that are 62 years old that act that act like the stereotypical millennial thing where 
you know, I, from our perspective, they've never wanted to talk to a salesperson. Exactly. They wanted to do their all home or their homework. So even if you had seventy-five of the best salespeople in the history of the world, they you still couldn't get through that person <laughs> exactly. because they wanted to go do their own thing. They want their own data. They don't want all the exactly. stuff like that. So it's just. It's fascinating. My grandfather being being a person okay. who's 83, and he's always has the latest and greatest technology. I mean, this Apple iPhone coming out, he will be first in line to get okay, it. Okay, he's an early he adopter. He loves to email. Yep. He doesn't like the self. He's processes. Like, okay. so yeah, so he, you know, if you say, oh, well, what a stereotypical millennial. Well, he kind of is, you know, like, <laughs> but he's 83 years he's 83 old. Years so old. it isn't just, I think, generation. It's more of like, are you in the horizontal or the vertical Wheel, exactly. I guess. Yeah, exactly. that's kind of what I've Well, and so. let's go back. Let's go back to your business. Yep. The only reason why you're doing this is because there's got to be pain points out there in the marketplace. A so, lot. A lot of pain points, and yes. and it, it probably all it, you uh, you with what you do, and then you know some of the stuff that we do, we can see how those pain points are tracing back. Like it's maybe not direct, but indirect cause of what's going on, and you know you can see how it's back to this, but. Uh, to the core of what you're actually talking about, but what are those right. pain points that they're actually saying to you of, of why this is such a problem? Oh, great question. Um, just like as, as my clientele and what they're asking sure. me. And, sure. Well, so um, I think the biggest thing, it's not necessarily the younger generation that is having issues. Of course, they're, they're having issues finding jobs. They don't necessarily know how to brand or market themselves. They're really good at social media branding themselves, but they don't know how to do that face-to-face. So that's, right. that's the pain point from the horizontal generation. Okay. And that's kind of what I'm finding is, and those are also my clients, but the mm-hmm. biggest one, the biggest pain point is actually the opposite generation. It's just like, I just don't understand, A, how to communicate with these kids mm-hmm. and B, what their goals, what their expectations, like we have it kind of laid out. And I thought that, th- you know, I had to go through this rigorous process. So I'm I was on the vertical. That, yes. I had to go through the ladder. And exactly. now you're telling me they don't. I was haze. So <laughs> yeah. why aren't they accepted. haze? Yeah. You know, it's kind of that process. Like, I don't get it. I don't get them. I don't want to. And so there's a lot of pain point, I think, from more of a personality and just how do I talk to them? How do I communicate? How do I keep them? And everybody has to come to the party. Mm-hmm. And the hardest point is the the, ol- the older generation, the, the vertical generation that's just like, I just don't even know what to do. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck with your yeah. business. You know, yeah. what, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, you talk to people like people and you treat people like people and you ask what are the goals what are the expectations what how do you want to be communicated with okay so that is um when i talk i I love that you bring that when i talk about this it's the same thing where i'm like well you need to build relationships you need no different than you have in the past and then they say well we do we we we, we do that but they don't call us or they don't go this i go no 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 a relationship is based on like you know if you want to build a relationship with somebody else you probably want to do it on their terms first, yes. right? So yes. if you are not willing to text or if you're not willing to do this, uh, uh, do something different or, or if you're not willing to kind of kind of jump in the world that they like or the world that they value, right. is no different than you trying to ask out uh, a girl or a boy <laughs> or wh- whatever, you're, whatever you're doing and you, and, you, and you ask them where they want to go to eat. And they're like, I love Mexican food. And then you're like, great, I'll pick you up and we're going we're gonna to go to the Italian place. <laughs> yeah. right? You would never do that, right? Okay, but no, yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, so absolutely. So I, I think, so they, they understand that on first level. The second level is the relationship or the value is in the eye of the beholder. 
and that eye is so different than mm. what they were growing up or what what they've ever known and I think that's really hard for them right because they put themselves back 30 years ago well gosh I'd like somebody to help me up the ladder exactly and exactly but, but, but where'd the damn ladder go <laughs> yeah, it's got it, it burned yeah <laughs> it I, think went that, away. I think that's I think that's a hard thing for them yes yes and I think that's you know more of what who I'm talking to in my clientele is more of how do I work with these Millennials I mean okay. how do how do we as career people that have been in this world for 30 plus years how do I approach them how do I talk to them what do they want mm-hmm. and it's like well what do you want and what and then go ask them what they want you know, and have yes. a conversation, but there, there isn't any of that interaction. That's where I step in. <laughs> That's perfect. But what you're really asking for is like, look, let's just cut through everything. Yes. We have two, two different people sitting across from the table from a, what do you want? Perfect world. Yep. I want this, this, this. Yep. Well, here's what I want. Yep. And can the two merge or can they not? Exactly. I mean, exactly. that's a, it's really. I mean, a, it's are we on the yeah. same page? Are we yeah. on the same wavelength? Are we reaching the same goal? If we're not, then I mean, and, and people just want to be treated like people. I think that's the biggest thing. And and talking about challenging, you know, millennials challenging the status quo is yeah, absolutely. They're like, absolutely. why should I work for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, I explain yeah. why you want me. Yeah. But why should I work for you? Why should I stay with you? And that's a mind that is so hard for. A, yes. a lot of people that at least the least we know that are to get their head wrapped around. Exactly. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, we're, what do you mean? Yeah, mean you're asking me that? You're like, like, right. And yes, they are. And you can go back to simple economics is you need them more than they need you, you know? Uh, I, and it's, uh, it's weird though. So anyway, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, val- it's a valiant thing that you're doing because it's Thank certainly you. a huge need. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And I think, I think, I think you find this too. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of the, you know, there's a negative narrative in of the younger generation at some point in times, but then there's a lot yes. of, pe- but then there's still a lot of people within that that are just maybe misunderstood. And there's a lot of want to do good things in there. And it's just not being, maybe that spark isn't being flamed properly. You I know? think that's exactly, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. And for me, it's changing the perspective to a positive perspective yeah. and that, and that, yes, there's a lot of miscommunication and what gives that individual energy? Sure. And we've talked about before, um, you know, strength finders a little bit yes. and, and uh, understanding who you are yep. and what your talents are and kind of what you bring as a person to the table and then also what gives you energy. Mm-hmm. And if you're not focusing on that person, okay, so let's say they're doing an executive assistant role and there's lots of tasks and it's very detail oriented. Well, if that person, it's, that doesn't, they don't like to do that. They want to be building relationships with people not oh. doing all the Excel spreadsheets. Then they're not. They're not there. in the right yeah. role. You don't have the right person in the right seat in the right bus. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's. I think going even a step further and going deeper with who their employees are. Well, so that's. I mean, that's also something else you do that I think is unbelievably valuable, not just only to the employer, but to the 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 people themselves. Yeah. I mean, I bet Thank it's you. a stifling. And this is talking about the strength fire and be assessing truly what the natural talents are. Of, of, of each individual person and the natural skill sets and the things that they, they think that, that maybe many of them devalue because they just, they come so easy. Yes, right? exactly. And then their role doesn't really fit that. But God, the percentage of people that are walking around today that really truly don't know what they're naturally amazing at it's got to be huge. They do. They okay. just maybe aren't. Because you know you know what you're good at. I mean, you just naturally do it, even if it's not in the sense of like a professional or a personal. So a got perfect it. example got for it. me is when I was in the workforce um, in the financial industry, 
I I have a lot of influencing talents and I love to work with people. <laughs> Surprise, right? Yeah. And I love building relationships and, and, and people. And so I was stuck behind a desk for you know eight hours of the day. And so I overcompensated because I needed that energy. I joined pretty yeah, much Yeah, this is when you joined 714 groups. 714 yeah. nonprofit charities, Give volunteers. Give or take two or three. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it ebbs and flows with that. And I overcompensated because I needed that energy. I needed that rebuild of energy. And I wasn't getting it professionally, so I got it personally. Got it. Got it. So and we're so seeking it. Most people are seeking it out, hopefully in a positive manner, seeking it hopefully, out. Hopefully, but sometimes it. it isn't. And that's the thing, is channeling that energy and directing where, where yeah. it is. I think that's. And those are just things you really can't change. No, that's who you are. I think it, they said when you're 26, a, not a lot of it's going to change is who you are as, as you're developing and okay. growing and, and as a person and as a student for example my brother who's 19 he's still figuring out what experience what's going to match with the talents and and it can kind of up and down but most of the time it's going to be pretty on so when you're 26 it's kind of like that is well, and, and who you are and what you do and that's a fascinating thing because I've, I've heard people talk about their family and their family is a certain way now, yes. now, I believe that to like this level, but why don't you go through, um, go through your siblings and how different you guys are. Like, because okay. you, you didn't all, you didn't all get the same thing on the strength. Oh line. no, no, I close. got one, I got one strength in common with one of my siblings. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Out of five, you have five. Okay. So yeah, so out of the five, yes, out of the five, I have one, I have one which was positivity with my sister Claire. That okay. was the only one. Yeah. You guys should explain real quick what's. Strength Finder is. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, Strength Finders. You want me to just talk to the camera or yeah. this? Doesn't matter. Whatever. Casual. Just sweating. Talk over to Elmer. Yeah. yeah right? exactly. Just you know, grip, drip. It's yeah. fine. We have a 92 degree yeah, degree day. Yeah, here. yeah. I know. I know. I'm right That's there with you. Look, I'm like, man. I'm gonna have to change. That's a good look. Yeah. I went with the dark shirt. You can't good. tell that I'm sweating my ass off. That's true. I'm just really nervous. Yeah. We know. We know. Okay, so um, Strength Finders is basically this 34 personality assessment. A lot of people talk about the different ones, Meyer Briggs, DISC, mm -hmm. and so this one is very detailed. They have done over, I think, ooh, 17 million people um, that yeah, have taken this test, which is fantastic. And it's more of themes rather than talents or strengths. So you go into depth of, okay, so there's this common theme. So for example, communication is yes. one of the common themes yes. and people communicate differently. So Absolutely. maybe for one person, the way, the best way that they communicate is writing mm -hmm. or speaking mm -hmm. or um, dancing. Mm -hmm. That might be one of the ways that they communicate. And so they kind of narrowed it down with all these people out of, out of all these talents and strengths and things that they have here is 34. And so you take the assessment, it's about 140 questions time so it's very reactive of okay I, have, yeah, they, I just have you, to you, it's you who move you are. through it it takes 20 30 minutes yes. they speed you through it exactly and it's your first part of your brain so it's like okay it's it's instinctual who I am not who I want other people to perceive me as mm -hmm. and that is very that is very intentional yeah. we did that on purpose and so you go through it you take the test and then you get your top five you can get your top 34 as well uh, if you wanted to pay a little bit extra money for it. So you get your top five and basically it's your talents or themes of who you are. And then a lot of people take it and they get it. They're like, okay, great. 
Yeah, I'm strategic. Yeah, I'm futuristic. It just gives a language, you know, for people to talk about. Mm -hmm. But you you really need a person to talk to you about of what you do and who you are. So how do you how apply do you it? Like, how do you implement it? Right? Talents, exactly. Yeah. Like what we've talked about before. Like, sure. Isaac, how do you use strategic? You're like, yes. I wake up every morning. I'm like, pa pa pa, whiteboard. I'm writing everything down. And Could I'm be like, middle of night do you know? Actually. Middle of the night, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, do you realize that not everybody does that and you're like they no. don't <laughs> why not no, it doesn't just, come naturally yeah. to you and I'm like absolutely not everyone in my family besides my mom and I have strategic and I get it because I understand that one and I have uh, deep relationships with my family around strategic and it's just like here we go <laughs> put it up on the wall don't we <laughs> just because it's not my natural yeah. talent but yeah. I get it and I can yeah. understand it and I can yeah. speak to it and it helps me as a person really understand and uh, vice versa who you are and what you bring to the table in a positive light it's like really yeah very positive this. and I think it's I think it's so good to know how that for somebody else in your own in your own relationships because it's like Yes. You understand why people behave or decide or manage things or some things are challenging for them or irritating for them or the, some things they really like. Exactly. Like you kind of just get why. And yeah. as opposed, you know, and I think it, it just helps a lot because you're like, okay, well, that's what they value. And right. when you feed what they value, like the, the, their whole, it, it's so much better. Like you can communicate so much better. Right? Absolutely. And I like to kind of break it down even more. So, so the why is your beliefs and how you grew up and your values. And mm -hmm. you set those. I mean, they could come from your family. They could be maybe you're in a specific religion. You had a life-changing experience. So sure. your values. Sure. So that's your sure. why. How you do it is through your talents. And then what you do is your profession okay. or personal life. Okay. So, you know, your talents is are your, the how. Your you're, you're, you're okay, going to do it, channel, got it that way okay. through through that. So, for example, I have positivity. So how I'm going to apply why I'm doing this, you know, I, I'm doing it because I love people and I love helping people. How I'm going to do it is with a positive perspective because I bring positivity to the table. Sure. And what I'm doing is um, helping companies hire and inspire millennials. There you go. Awesome. That's hire and inspire. Hire and inspire. <laughs> hire and inspire. That, that rhymes and everything. I know. Dang, girl. Communication is also one of mine. That's up there, too. <laughs> That's up there, Rhyming too. Rhyming is how I communicate. Actually, it is. Can't All right. So you, you are on your entrepreneurial <laughs> journey. Yes. And... You've already learned a ton, and you will continue to learn and learn and learn. Yes. Tell me, yes. tell tell us one thing that of your experiences, and one thing that just kind of sticks out at you. And it could be a couple things, but that anybody can learn from and apply and and have some results in their life. That's a really great question, and I think the biggest thing is focusing again, going back to your strengths, is focusing on how you're doing it mm -hmm. and what you're doing. So for example, I love breakfast, lunch, and dinner with somebody different, or beer, or coffee. This is sure. Which this by the way, one. you're, you're, you're I know, a little sorry. slow Well, here. I'm talking, you are talking, I'm talking. You are that's talking. what happens when I, mm -hmm. when I go That's what I do, I, I, I blurt some out, some question, I try to sound intelligent, and then I get to drink, and I let you, you talk, that's yep. how that goes. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, that's my phone going off real quick. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I got double, double phones It's a millennial. Here. Actually, millennial. Actually, it's not a millennial. It would, they would be texting you or Snapchatting yeah. you. It's definitely, uh, oh yeah, it's definitely not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
What were we saying? I forget. Oh, okay. So, um, why entrepreneur? Words of advice. Words of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. You were. I think you were traveling down the self awareness uh, area, like knowing yourself. Yes. Um, So, starting this company uh, when I first started, and I I launched the company in June, but I really started kind of the idea, the concept in January. And so when I started, I was. Like, I gotta do everything. I have to be this, I have to be the accountant, I gotta do sales, I gotta do the marketing, I gotta do, I mean, I felt so spread thin with Mm -hmm. everything. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait, stop. What am I good at and what do I like to do? I love building relationships with people and I love giving back and helping them and getting them to know themselves even deeper. And that's where I need to be focusing my energy. So what can I outsource? and delegate. Who can I rely on as a partner, mm-hmm. as somebody that I can pay to do it for me? Mm-hmm. So, I And that is their world that they like to operate exactly. in. Exactly. So for example, I am not going to go get my CPA accounting license anytime soon. Let's just say that. Yeah. I appreciate it. You need it. I totally understand it. But I don't want to do that every day. That's just not who I am. So I rely on other people to help me with my books or to do the behind the scenes on that. Sure. With building websites, can I do it? Yes. It's going to take me probably a whole week to really learn and build it. There are so many amazing people out there that love to do it and do it, can do it like instantaneously in a day, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna rely on those people to help me build that for me. It's your dream team. Exactly, yep. dream yep. team, yep. dream team, exactly. So I think that's the biggest thing, outsourcing and delegating and realizing that you do not have to do it all. Well, and, and it you know might take cash out of hand, but you can be very creative with how you do some of these things. And yes. um, just hire millennials. Hire millennials. <laughs> hire millennials. They'll work for free. Okay. Hire millennials. They won't, but they like, won't. <laughs> understand like understand there's going to be um, at least I don't know from my experience understand that version one is only version one. Yes. And you have no idea what even version four or seven going to look like. Right. So uh, you know version complete is better than non-existent, <laughs> right? Amen. Um, so I, just I, I get it out there, that. whatever, and you might not, whatever, but just just go, just go, because at the end of the day, you want to be able to, especially if you're starting a company, you want to fund it by sales. It, it, <laughs> that would be yes. good, right? Not, don't, I'm starting, I, I really get sick of that. I'm starting a company, I'm going to go raise two million bucks. I'm like, and you've never, you haven't sold the you're concept. You're like, or whatever, that's right? not, yeah, that, mm-hmm. Um, but no, I like that, and then you start, uh, but then you've got to put yourself in a position of only only what you can do in the company that nobody else could really do. Exactly. To exactly. Get you and I think too, as an entrepreneur and starting your own business, it's like there's so many great ideas out there, right? Oh, and God. so you, yeah. you know this, so many great ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Okay, are you gonna do it? Is mm-hmm. that idea so amazing that you wake up every morning and you're like, I'm obsessed. I love it. I want to do it. This is me. This is what I believe in. I'm going to do it. I mean, it's like, is that idea good enough that on the bad days that you're like, you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it. And is I think, it a 10,000 hour idea that you're willing yes. to commit that amount of time yes, to? Yes. To become a master. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and most of them that you hear or somebody I had some I had somebody call me on the <laughs> way here that had an idea. <laughs> I got a great idea. And so like I'm wondering things. like, yeah. okay. okay. Are you going to like it tomorrow when you talk about it? I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, all right, I'll call you in a week. We'll see if you still like it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think as, as as a business owner, it has to be an idea, like this idea of my company of helping people hire and inspire millennials, you know, helping millennials, helping companies, helping all those components. I Um, love it. I love it. 
Yeah, and and that you can't fake that part. I think even for like let's say somebody's in a let's say somebody works for a company as an employee around. I think I think you do some of the similar things and you try to mold your position into more of what you're really good at and shining in that area even if it actually took you extra work and you did more of something that maybe wasn't required of you but you could show the company that you're really good at this mm-hmm. area your boss whatever and this really good that allows you to maybe have that conversation of like hey if we could remove this because I really enjoy doing this and I'm really good at this and it's, exactly. it, it actually ends up being best for the organization as well as best for you absolutely and um, there's a case there's a case on it I'm sure you've heard it before where it's you know the salespeople to get promoted they become managers mm-hmm. well they're really good at networking and selling the company the product the service really and management is a whole nother thing mm-hmm. and like that's the only way up mm-hmm. but that's not what they're good at oh. you know or or what what they like to do, what gives yep, them energy. Exactly. It's like they want to be selling the, you exactly. know, and bringing in the money. So, exactly. you know, there has to be a conversation around, you can't put them in a different role that doesn't fit what makes sense with, for them. Got so. it, good, got it. Um, all right, last question. Well, maybe last question, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you and I could talk forever, I so. Uh, let's see here, uh, piece of advice for everybody, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? <sighs> I thought about this. I have no regrets of, yeah, of what, what I've done, which is really great. I, I, I think it would be get involved in starting businesses, get involved in business faster, sooner. I think that's what it would be because there's a lot of opportunities that I could have compound interest, sped that up. I would have spent maybe, so I'm, I'm 28 today and maybe I would have started the business when I was 26 if sure. I had a longer sure. window of doing those entrep- starting things. So. And I guess you don't, like, like what you're saying, I think in a way is like you don't, you don't realize how much learning is involved. And so you would, you would have <laughs> liked to start that learning curve earlier. Yes, because um, it compounds. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You, yeah. know, you sit there on the fence, you're like, should I do it? Should I not get this? Right. Like that, like that. And then you start doing it, start doing it, and then... Um, and then after like a year or two, you have people ask, well, how's it going? How's it going? And you're like, you know, it's going well, this and this and this. And I think some of the expectation from outside is, well, you're an entrepreneur. You should be making tons of money. Blah, blah, blah. Right, and right. It's like, Those yeah, are their no. goals like, for yeah, you. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's like, it's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm building this for 2020, 2025, 2030. Like yes. that's when it really happens. But understand like this is a, this is a whole new college, college, college degree that we're learning. <laughs> so you might as well start it earlier, exactly. right? Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what that that's exactly right. And I mean, and even if even if a business, maybe your own business, isn't your your thing, trying a few of these things and being a part of that is so many lessons that you can apply to something else. If you find out it's really not for you, because it's not for everybody, you know. Absolutely. Don't, but the ability to actually. Um, to even work at a startup or work at a smaller company and see the stuff that goes on. I mean, it's first, it's great experience. So whether it's you starting it or you getting in a smaller company versus a bigger company because you just want to learn all the facets. Um, yeah, it's a different world than... Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. The, There's the, a reason why a lot of these companies started in a college dorm room or even mm-hmm. stu- because of the compound education mm-hmm. and they became masters because they worked really hard at it and they're like, well, now I'm making money. Uh, do I even need a college degree? You know what I mean? Like, Correct. I have this idea that I love, that I'm obsessed with and I've also put how many hours into it. Mm-hmm. So, oh. the, you know, the sooner you do it, the more the more knowledge, oh, oh, okay, let's not make that mistake again. 
Yeah, so it's We're like it's navigate. like a, an expectation of the the learning curve. So for yeah. you, you know, so starting it earlier would have been nice. But I mean, that's what you I got would tell my eighteen year old self. So, yeah, yes, you got people. Yeah. What, I mean, you're still very young and start off and uh, oh, I know, good, I but, know. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, if early, I went back early. in eighteen and I would have been a freshman in college, I would have been like start a business you know do something with your peers because you could try it you can try it in a college environment or get involved or get a job you know work or do something or, or get together with friends and start a company you know well, those kind of things and that's the beautiful part about today is whatever the business it is um yeah, I mean, even if you wanted to start, let's say we wanted to start a big manufacturing company today, and so immediately you're like, oh my gosh, that's capital, you know, capital expenditures of, of buildings, equipment, all that kind of stuff. You could actually test your idea. You could start the business with a couple hundred bucks. Maybe, okay. all right, a couple hundred bucks by making a prototype of the widgets you were to make. Right. That weren't even real, and say, and go to 100 people and say, would you buy this? Exactly. And then blog about it or talk about it, whatever. Like the communication, the the horizontal thing that you talked about earlier is mm-hmm. really predicated on a big part of it is, is the ability to connect with everybody and connect with, you know, like you said earlier, you know, with a, a bookkeeper, an accountant, whatever, and all these different people is much easier now in the past. So you don't have to be a do it yourself person. Exactly. But even using that ability to say to test a hypothesis before we go three million in debt to go build a factory, <laughs> like so you can actually Raise try. Capital. You can try a hundred different. You know, you can try. 10 businesses a year for under a couple grand like really that's obviously just testing the waters like that that. and I think that's that's obviously a different that's not it wasn't that way in the past and now it is that way so that barrier to entry of just trying something is so much lower than it was in the past that why the hell not absolutely we need to be building entrepreneurs i mean Mm -hmm. we need more people that are going to create things and change the world i mean we need that and so the sooner that they can do it the better yeah the better because it's gonna it's gonna like i said compound education compound learning and compound changing the world so absolutely Paige, yes. thank you for thank joining you. us. Uh, what did you. you? What is your uh, drink of choice? We forgot to do this earlier. Oh, okay, my drink of choice. Can't remember what it is. Oh, it's oh, Paris. Paris, it is a of course. Sour. Of course. It's a red wine barrel aged sour. Ooh, this is pretty. It's 11.5. Ooh, okay. Don't that's why you're that's, drinking it slow. That's right. really slow. Okay. I, I did the uh, farm <laughs> hand. And uh, Paige Cornetta, where can we connect with you? Where can we find you? We can find you online, right? Yes, millennialguru.com. And okay. then my email is page, P-A-I-G-E, at millennialguru.com. Perfect, perfect. Well, Actually, thank you so for, for, for other people, too, that like to call me and interrupt me in, in my meetings, it's uh, 616-443-1000. 1000? 616-443-1000. I, I have an idea who had a hand in that. Yep. Oh, exactly. yes. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. That is uh, episode 10. Thank you, Alex. Alex keeping me online. And uh, thanks for joining in. Hope you enjoyed, Paige. And uh, we should be on site at another brewery here in West Michigan shortly.